Welcome to the College Sports Insider presented by the NCAA and Champion Magazine. I'm Jack Ford, and we're delighted to have joining us Dr. Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA since 2010. And, and Mark, I want to talk to you about a little bit something different here, not issues that are directly involving the NCAA and our the institutions, the some 1,100 institutions that are part of the NCAA. I want to talk to you about a, a, sort of a more global picture. With the, the, the expansion now that we're seeing of, of, and almost the explosion of interest in competitive sports around the world, you're seeing now more of a focus on the part of many countries on, on sports involving younger people and sports involving their university students. What they have over there is very different from what we have here. But there seems to be an interest in, in what we have here over there. So, so let, let me start off by, by asking you sort of a, a bigger picture question. If you're, you're comparing generally how we handle our intercollegiate athletics to what is developing in, in other nations, what, what's the general differences between the models? Yeah, uh, that, well, they couldn't be more different. You know, it's easy to take for granted college sports in America because in, in most of our minds, we, we think of the collegiate experience in the U.S. We automatically think about football on Saturday and basketball in the winter and March Madness and all of that. You know, just it, it, it's almost inseparable with the notion of an American college education. The rest of the world, it's completely different. That just doesn't exist anywhere else on earth except here in America. But it's such an integral part of the fabric of Americana, we, you know, we just accept it. And uh, sport in, in the rest of the world, not just at the collegiate level, but the whole scholastic level in elementary school, secondary school, they have sport, they have PE, but, but they don't have anything like the, the organized sport that we have in this country. So uh, somewhere back in our um, educational experience in our history, about 150 or so years ago, we just started playing sport organically on our campuses and it evolved and it became a normal part of the fabric of what we do. In, in it, the European model, Asian model, Latin American models, sports are always clubs. They're independent. They're off to the side. Indeed, a lot of what we think of as college life is off to the side. So you go to a German university, the university runs the classes. They run the laboratories. They run the facilities. Student housing, student life, that's all a separate governmental entity, an agency that doesn't have anything to do with the university. They don't think about how are we going to provide all these services to our students? How are we going to create opportunities for recreation and theater and all this other stuff. So um, ours has evolved in this very unique fashion that is a fully encapsulated model, this little ecosystem of a college or a university that gives all these cool opportunities to kids. That's, that's very different. And it creates different emotional attachment to the school as well. Do you think, looking at how we have evolved... That we're a little bit past now the 100th anniversary of the NCAA, and obviously things were very different back then when sports started. But do you think that in some ways what we have become in our model here is kind of a kind of a re reflection of our national character in some fashion? Oh, it absolutely is. Uh, and and interestingly, 
uh, academic leaders, educational leaders in other countries are now looking at our relationship with sport and are thinking about um, their educational outcomes and ours, and they're thinking sport may be an important missing ingredient. So I've had conversations with Asian academic leaders, for example, K-12 leaders as well as university leaders, who say something like the following. They'll say, look, we're as good at classroom education as you are, maybe better, and they might be right about that. But we look at the, the students that graduate from your colleges, and we look at ours, and yours seem to be, that they, they say this a little sheepishly, but they'll, they'll say yours seem to be better leaders. They seem to be more entrepreneurial. They seem to be better at uh, team play, if you will, right? Communication and teamwork, and they're, they got great resilience. They're willing to ask tough questions. They're, they're different kinds of soft uh, uh, skills as well as hard skills. And and some of them are saying, you know, we need some of that. And we think part of that comes from your relationship with sport. Now, those of us that spend a lot of time around it and thinking about athletics, we would we would agree with that statement. But most Americans, I don't think, do. They just, it, it's just what we do. We just, we play sports. We play sports from the time we play little, you know, five-year-old soccer to up through collegiate athletics and, and beyond. Yeah, yeah, they play sports in Asia and Europe, but not in the orderly fashion and not integrated in ed- education like us. And it has a, I think it has a profound both impact on American culture, but also is shaped by American culture. They're, they're indistinguishable now. You, you mentioned that um, you've had an opportunity to talk with various leaders, international leaders about this. Let me ask you about a couple of specifics. Uh, there's an organization, and, and, and some folks might not even know this exists, called the International University Sport Federation, FISU. FISU is how they say it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What is that organization? Because it sounds like, if you look at the wording, International University Sport, it sounds like it's something maybe similar to the NCAA, but but involving other nations. But it, it, it is it? Uh, no, not well. It involves other nations for sure, but it's right. not the NCAA. So I didn't know anything about FISU either until I took this job, which is a little telling because the the organization is quite remarkable. It brings together university athletes from all around the world to compete in uh, what are essentially Olympiads. So uh, every two years, they they bring together uh, around all of the traditional, not all, but most of the traditional American sports, not football, uh, of course, but most of the others, as well as some other sports that we don't play in the U.S., but it looks like a, a small version of the Olympics. Uh, and they they have very high levels of competition, world class experience for these students, uh, and and they've been doing it for a, a good while now. Um, but it, it it hasn't been something that that American universities have begun to embrace, except fairly recently. So over the past ten or so years, our our prevalence, American college athletes' prevalence, has started to really grow. I I, I had the pleasure of going to the the FISU Olympiad, uh, Collegiate Olympiad in Taipei this past summer. There were some 6,000 student athletes there from all over the world. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, Taipei spent a quarter billion dollars hosting these games. I mean, it was a full on Olympic experience. Beautiful venues, incredibly welcoming environment. The people of Taipei couldn't have been better. The students were treated just like Olympic athletes are treated. They had this huge, uh, 
3,000 seating um, dining hall. And it was so cool, Jack, to go in and, and, and here's the uh, Iranian women's team, soccer team sitting here, and and, and over in the corners the Israelis, and over here is uh, is the Russians, and and they're all mixing and mingling and having this this world class experience. And uh, for our kids, we sent several hundred kids over this year, and uh, from various schools around the country, and and it it's fantastic. It's really something that you just had to smile at. But these are, as you mentioned, these are more like Olympiads. So it's not university teams coming. You know, in our mind, we think of, you know, March Madness. You know, right. you have the teams right. lining up and, or we think of conference championships or all, all of those things. But it, it, at least it's not that yet, correct? These are all sort of individual athletes representing their nations. Right. That, that's right. They're, and so the, um, the American basketball team happened to be the, the um, uh, team from uh, Purdue, right? So the Purdue basketball team went over and represented the United States. Maryland women went over and represented the U.S. in women's basketball. Uh, But the other teams they were playing were were national teams that were collegiates, the collegiate students who were a a cross-section of their national athletes. So when when, uh, Purdue played the Israelis, they weren't all from one university in Israel. They were they were students who uh, were attending those schools, and they, they don't have as rigorous a system as we have for determining who's a student athlete. So a fair number of those, those students had played in professional leagues too. So it was a mix and match, but a great experience for our students. Are, have there been some other organizations, international organizations, that, that you've had conversations with that are sort of looking to you for, as you said, explanation of how we do this and what we think we get out of our model, our structure? Yeah, there's a, there's a blossoming around the world right now of interest in collegiate sport. It's, it's motivated by a lot of things. One is, as I said, this, this uh, uh, academic experiential part of it that, that builds character and provides all of the soft skills that we know are so important in life. There's an interest in the universities themselves in, in building deeper, stronger relationships. You know, we take for granted that people love their alma mater, that we get passionate about our schools, right? We give them money. We support them politically. We go back for homecoming. We do all that. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. I, I always joke that, that if you're in Paris and you see a kid with a Sorbonne t-shirt on, you know it's an American. Uh, because a French, and, and it's true, yeah. because a French student who goes to the Sorbonne wouldn't even think about putting on a t-shirt for their school. Why, why would I do that? I mean, that would be a very odd notion. There's no license plate brackets that say Berlin Technical University. You know? is, is it almost, and I don't mean to diminish their experience, but is it almost that in, in other nations that being a university student is, is kind of your job? As opposed to yeah, very much what so. we say, it's it's our it's that four year or two year or five or six year social experience in addition to academic experience. Is that I, I, a fair? I, I think fair that's a very fair comparison, Jack. I, it's it's more of a transactional relationship, right? I go there. Usually, they don't pay tuition, right? Uh, in many nations, it's free or modest tuition. So I go there. I, I, I get this education. I have this trans, transactional relationship, but it's not 
a formative part of your life like it is here. So it's 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 very very different than than what you or I or most people experience on an American campus. And sport is a piece of that. So so these university leaders internationally are saying we kind of like parts of this American experience. They're they're starting to think about it to attract uh, to attract students to their campuses. Right? They know it can be a competitive advantage in the competition for students. They know in the sports world that we're really good at sport. And, and they know that this could be an important part of helping train and develop more competitive athletes. So they've got an interest in it uh, across the board. Uh, there's now uh, European university games uh, that, that invited me to come over and speak. I went a year ago, I guess, brought in thousands of European college students who were playing basically what we would call club sports, but bringing their club there were over 400 universities represented, and they were representing their country, but their school and their, as well, coming over and playing games, not in an NCAA tournament fashion, but in, again, a kind of mini Olympic format. And they wanted to know a lot. They were really curious about how do you Americans pull this off? How can we do it? How? So I met with a bunch of presidents. They call them rectors at Rectors Conference to talk about it. I was invited uh, this past summer to, uh, to go over to Japan. The Japanese government's actually interested in forming I mean, a Japanese NCAA. Um, they they think it's it's important to attract young people into higher education. They think that uh, that this is a really interesting way to do it. The schools want to attract more students. Their demography is heading down. They got fewer and fewer college students, so the schools are competing for the attention of young people. I think sports an important part of that. Uh, so they're interested in it. There's a lot of business interest in it. They look at the business of shoe companies and and you know the whole world of intercollegiate sport as as a business, and they're interested in it. So they're all sitting there saying, "Yeah, we really like this American model." And oh, by the way, we're going to host the Olympics in. 2020 is that or 2022? One's yeah. one of the Japanese yeah. Tokyo Olympics. 2020, I guess. We we this is the right time to think about it. Um, so the Japanese are very engaged, and I've and I've uh, when I did my transition here, I talked to a lot of Chinese about it. So, uh, yeah, a, a, a moment of great interest in this whole thing of college sport. Do you find it curious um, that that here in the United States? There are critics of our model, um, and yet you talk about over in Japan. They're saying they want to embrace our model. They're, they're recognizing, you know, that it's almost a, the sort of the, the kind of paradox that you know they're recognizing from afar the value. And look, you're the leader here. I've said often I'm an, an unabashed disciple of the value of college sports, having sort of lived through it myself. But you find it curious that the, the people within our borders <laughs> yeah, who are critical of it, and yet other people around the world are saying, come tell us about this, because we think there's real value in this model. Yeah. It, it, it's the old worn out tale of two cities metaphor, right? It, it, and, and that's true in the U.S. as well, of course. Uh, for every critic, there's a there's as many uh, fans. The the critics are just you know louder and and I get that, and and obviously there's things that need to be improved in the American model and things that I'm pretty critical of, but when you look at it from afar, what you see is is the huge success story. You know the notion that you've got close to a half a million young men and women playing competitive sport as part of their educational experience. Uh, gaining an education alongside of it, the, the Europeans uh, and the Japanese uh, are, are are 
fascinated by this notion. They they call it. They were using this expression that was interesting to me. They call it the dual career, right? They kept saying, "Well, how can you have this dual career track?" I said, "Well, what do you mean?" Well, you're playing sport. Isn't that a career? And I said, well, it, it is for like 2% of our, but for the rest of them, it's not their career. They do this because they love it and because it's fun and because it's part of their educational experience. So it's, it's a career for, oh, okay, so they're doing it recreationally. Yeah, but it's very serious competition. And, and so they, they're having to get their head around this very interesting notion. And uh, and they and they look at us as the epitome of college sport. I, whenever I chat with international collegiate athletes, either those that have come here to play or in their home countries, uh, they know that the NCAA is just the pinnacle. This is this is the ultimate expression of college sport, and they're in awe of it. And they would love nothing more than to get a chance to come over here and play in an NCAA program. They, they know what that means in virtually every sport. Last question for you, then. Given the conversations you've had and what you've seen abroad in terms of this interest. Would you envision that sometime in the fairly near future you'll see models, perhaps not the exact NCAA model, but models fairly similar to how we do it here, uh, developing and, and, and taking root in some of these other countries? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think it's it's not likely that you're going to see programs emerge around the country that look like our you know, century-old, most storied programs. You know, nobody... University of Tokyo is not soon to become the University of Alabama athletically. Or, or Yale University, for that <laughs> or, or Well, they can't, how could they aspire to that? Um, but, you know, programs that look like our D3 and D2 programs, yeah, I think we could see those. Indeed, they're already starting to emerge. And, and I, I often have to remind them when I was meeting with them and chatting with them, look, it took... A hundred years for these things to evolve. It's, and you know this. It's pretty rare as Americans we get to be have an older experience at anything than our European colleagues. But here we're we're we've been at this way longer than them, and and we don't have anything that's older than the Japanese cultures except college sports, right? So, so here we're we're uh, we're the old guys on the block for once, and and I have to remind them that yeah this takes time but you, you got to start somewhere and they're beginning so it's coming and it's coming because people see the value of it they're excited by it uh, and most importantly the students want it well dr mark emmert as always we appreciate you spending some time with us mark and giving us some of the thoughts about this and it'll be uh, interesting to see where this all develops thanks for spending some time you be well Always my pleasure. Does it for us for this edition of the College Sports Insider presented by the NCA and Champions Magazine. I'm Jack Ford. We'll look forward to talking with you again real soon. 